Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh, my God. You've got all your Charger gear on. because Feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for the good content. I'll tell you what, it's been 10 years if it's been a day, folks. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddy, Kev Huggin' Duggin. You stunned me with that one. I have jack shit. You really caught me <laughs> off guard with that, Adam. <laughs> well, let's not forget Kyle the Coach Duggin. I know, right? Welcome to my freaking world. Yeah. Really, he feel, really Kev? He scrambled my brains. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> yeah. Unexpected intros. It doesn't feel good, huh? Philosophizing. <laughs> I, didn't, good, I didn't understand it. it at all. No. Well, you know what does feel good is that new freaking <laughs> intro. Did you see that puppy? Yeah, buddy. Oh, baby. That was so much fun to shoot. That was uh that was <laughs> so really awkward. Quite special. <laughs> <laughs> we were filming that in Kansas City. Me and Kevin shot our portions. Right. And it was the first time I had met Craig. And about five minutes later, we're doing the goofiest photo shoot. <laughs> yeah, like being known to be buttholes in front of each other. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, nice to meet you, Craig. Mm. <laughs> hey, oh, oh. hey. <laughs> but you stole the show, Wooldog, on that. We we were gonna yeah, save so that for, for next season when the season's over, but like I had too some exciting. time on my hands last yeah, time I put it together fun, yeah. and I was like, okay, let's just put this up. This yeah. is too much fun. So no, it was uh New it was intro. really quite fun. We love hamming it up. Oh yeah. <laughs> the charging chat. So um yeah, awesome. I love that. I love that new intro video. And, and for those that don't know, Kevin is a director of photography, a professional one at that matter. Hmm. And uh clearly hmm. was able to mostly at night. He was mostly. able to flex that muscle to be like, Yeah, let me uh let me see what we can do oh, here we, for this intro. Can pull, bust out the old music video days. <laughs> right. So um all right. Well, lots to talk about here, folks. You would think on a bye week we would be like struggling to try to think of what to talk about, but not the uh, Chargers didn't let us down. It gave <laughs> us quite a bit to talk about this episode. And uh, we've got a Bolt Insight lined up and a Bolt Beat. And uh, sadly, we do not have a Craig experience lined up. Uh, Craig is dealing with the death in the family right now. So he is not going to be with us this week. So send, go send your love to him. If you're on please. Twitter, go send some love to Craig. T-O-P underscore F-L-Y-T-3. Send him some love because uh, obviously he's going through a tough time right now. But uh, and he was that was like his eighty third straight week. It was being on a streak. On. Yeah, it was unreal. So we're just gonna have to we'll pick back up next week with we all of his awesome insights. We will carry the load this week, Craig, and hopefully everything goes okay. Not as strong. We can't carry as much 
but we'll try our best. We, oh yeah, no. the muscles put our put our forces together. <laughs> One bicep of Craig is all of ours together. Ours combined, yes, that's Correct. right. Um, all right, folks. Well, let's start this off at the top. Uh, trade deadline has come and gone. <laughs> I thought I I thought they would make something that's happen. It. That's all I got uh, is a big. Yeah. <laughs> It was wet. Big fat nothing. So, I mean, I I, th- I feel like not many teams, well, I won't say not many teams. Obviously, it was a record-breaking NFL trade deadline <laughs> yeah. day. But still, I less than half the teams, I think, even made trades. So the, that being said. The one that I'm not mad at is the, the Chubb to Miami because we right. don't have to see him twice a year now. We will have to see him twice this year. We right. don't get out of it because we play Miami. Yeah. But after this year. After this year, we don't see him twice a year. Yes. So I'm the, the, not There's mad just at that. something about the teams that made moves. You're like, wow, that's scary. You know, like, yeah. you, and that has to be in the mindset of the locker room, too. Like, when your organization is willing to go out there and make moves, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, we're ready to win. Like, let's go do this. And we did do that before the year. I'm not saying we didn't. We made historical moves. Our biggest offseason we've had yeah. net forever. Right. By far. All the moves that we made, we made prior to the season starting. So the, I mean, in my opinion, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. The, no, there's something about that midseason little nudge. Like we still got this. We're still in it. We're still working towards where we were trying to this offseason. Whereas when you don't make a move, it's like a a wait and see. It's almost like a, we don't really know where we're at. We're not willing to hedge the future on this year. Let's see right. what. Let's see where we get. Yeah. Yeah. Well. They, they, supposedly they were looking at some people. Lindsay Theory tweeted out, Brandon Staley says the Chargers were active to an extent ahead of the trade deadline, but that nothing made sense for them this season and or into next. Yeah. So obviously it's not so much that there wasn't anybody out there that they didn't want. Obviously there were plenty of guys I'm sure that we would have loved to have gotten, but either whatever the trade was, you know, whatever they were wanting for that person was just... They weren't accepting coupons. No, the, the, the coupons no. had expired. So... <laughs> Um, they, they weren't able to cash in on any of those. So, uh, it's unfortunate. Obviously we know that, uh, there are some areas of need, uh, going into this game and boy, they really, <laughs> yeah, there's a, the- but that's the problem though. It's almost like there's a lot of areas right now. I know. So and- it's, it's, do you, do you give up a second round draft pick to, to mend one hole or do you right. just suck it up, try to win and coach well, and then get your guys back and make a push at the end of the season. Right. And it's clear that's what we did. I mean, Chase Claypool, who's done absolutely nothing Jack this shit. year, mm-hmm. he was worth a second-round pick. The Bears had to go give up a second-round pick to get him. Right. So it's like anyone Just that would have been anything is multiple draft picks. I mean, I saw Brandon Cooks. The Texans wanted a second and a fifth right. for him. And it's like, and you had to take his $18 million or whatever dollar contract. It's like, exactly. no. No, 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 so, no, 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 no. It's, not it's, today. It sucks that we didn't make a move, but it's better that we didn't make a crappy move. Right. Yeah. We don't want to spend a bunch of money to take care of one issue and then still have all these other issues going into the rest of the season. And, you know, we've got guys that will come back from injury. It's not all hope is lost. The only player that's really gone. There's two players gone for the season. One on offense, one on defense, Slater and Jackson. Right. Everyone else is supposed to return at some point. So. They clearly and feel Guyton. and I'm oh, sorry, and Guyton, I guess you're right. Yeah, we need a wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> like that's they're the really tough. They're really counting on, you know, Bandy and some of these guys that Bandy you know, and, Moore and, we'll, and, and we'll get into it. We, we talked we talked with Eric Smith from um uh, the Chargers. He's the senior writer over there. We talked to him today. We were lucky to have him on. Oh, there you go. He had some interesting insight on that. Like it, it just feels like, man, if we can get a couple wins in here before the guys come back, like let's just 
squeak them out, man. Hold on. Just yeah. hold on. Everybody hold, hold on for reinforcements. Yeah. Yeah. Hold. <laughs> uh, well, we wanted to make mention of this tweet because this was just kind of a interesting stat. This comes from Dean Thanos. Uh, fun Chargers stat of the day. The Chargers run defense is ranked 27th with 138 yards per game. That's where they currently rank right now. But if you remove four explosive runs of 50, 75, 41, and 74 yards, the run defense averages 103 yards per game, which would rank seventh. So 2% of the run plays moved us 20 spots down the line. I, I, this is an interesting... It's interesting, yeah. You know, and somebody said, like, that's fun, but you also have to do that for all the other teams um, sure, <laughs> in yeah. the league to kind of make it level out. I like this bias stat. It makes me feel a lot better <laughs> about our run defense. Right. Um, but it's something to be said for that. You, that that's 120. There's 200 yards of 200, 200 plus yards of um, of running in four plays. So those don't happen. You can limit those. It's a you know we're playing decently up front. Right. It's going to be huge this week against Mariota because he scrambles. Man, he's always right. moving. The you know you're never yep. safe. You got to contain the whole game. So we'll see what they do. Yeah. And then, uh, man, we we were all. This talking suck. about yeah, this, this sucks. Sucks. Uh, Keenan Allen, folks, for those that don't know, um, <laughs> this sucks. Keenan Allen says his Real hamstring bad. got worse during the bye week when training. Uh, he says next time he goes in a game, it won't be on a snap count. That it will be all or nothing with his hamstring absolutely ready to go. He said he felt great going into week seven, but just not a hundred percent. So it's just so weird dude like the fact really that he came strange, out of the yeah. bye week he hurt himself worse in the bye week like well, he, yeah because he said after the game no setbacks felt good he was on that super minimal snap count and then in the bye week like they're not even like what are they even doing they're not even at the facility they're all on vacation like what was, the hell was he doing? maybe he hurt himself trick-or-treating you know <laughs> went, went really went for that extra tootsie roll and i don't know man sounds like hammy. keenan allen is in his 30s and doesn't recover yeah. from hamstring injuries yeah, anymore. i know what that's about <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh it it's a weird thing to see but for keenan allen because we were all expecting to have him back especially with mike williams going down we were like okay well at least we've got keenan allen right, right. It doesn't look to be probably that not way. for a few weeks. Honestly, the, the way he said that it was very definitive. It was very much like I'm not going out there until I feel like perfect. Right. I better be not like, feel. I've got to feel zero pain. Well, basically. shit. Like I thought the whole idea That's is that not play, football. Players play <laughs> not football. uncomfortable, and you know yeah. you don't want to pick up a new sport, dude. Right. Stressful. Well, Keenan Allen wasn't the only one that uh, seemed to get an injury during the bye week. Um, Wednesday's practice showed, you know. Keenan Allen not practicing. Dustin Hopkins, obviously not practicing. Chris Rumpf, obviously. Uh, Jerry Tillery kind of showed up with a back injury. That wasn't really expected. Um, and Mike Williams also didn't practice. But Joshua Palmer, Donald Parham, both got in full practices. So it's like, okay, that's trending in the right direction. But then... No, first, Donald Parham, Donald no, Parham this was, was Wednesday. Full. This was Wednesday. This is when, he's talking about Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, just so Wednesday. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm building up to it. <laughs> so we got start it, with it, Wednesday. Yeah. Things are looking... Not great, but, you know, we're trending in the right direction. And then for some reason, <laughs> Thursday rolls around, and all of a sudden we've got Austin Eckler limited with an abdomen injury, Brendan Hymas limited with a quadricep injury, uh, Eamon Ogbong-Bamiga coming in, did not practice with a groin injury, and then Donald Parham didn't practice. Now, initially this was the concussion was the injury, but now... Didn't practice day because back, of hamstring. hamstring. That f***ing yeah. hamstring that kept him out all of the pre, you know, preseason and training camp. 
What is going on? Like, how do you come out of a bye week more injured than when you went into it? I don't understand this at all. I don't either. I don't either. Where's the activation, guys? What's going on? Help me out. I don't know. There, there, got there's got to be a supplement that helps your hamstring, and clearly we're not taking it. <laughs> or um, we need to invent it, because clearly <laughs> right, we Keenan need more studies a, yeah, on the on. hamstring rehabilitation supplements. But it doesn't stop there, folks. Uh, apparently, <laughs> we've signed kicker Cameron Dicker. Love the name. To our practice squad and placed kicker Taylor Bertolette on the practice squad because he is injured. We don't know so what the injury both was. on the practice squad, no active kickers on our roster currently. Currently. Well, today, Daniel Popper um, said that Bertolette tweaked his quad. So quads are a kicker problem. God. Apparently for yes. us. He is out this week and, and Dicker will <laughs> kicker versus the Falcons. Dicker will be our kicker. Dicker. Dicker. That's too good of a fucking name to not be a kicker. Dicker. Honestly. Damn near Rector. Um, <laughs> Dicker, the field goal kicker. There's, there's in there a movie. There's about a lot that. of options. Philadelphia out there, phenomenon. Folks. Yeah, the garbage picking field goal kicking kickin Philadelphia Dickin. phenomenon. Dicking. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Put put down in the comments below what's your favorite uh, Dicker nickname. And all dick jokes be. aside, please kick well this. Yeah. This weekend, please. Yeah, I well, mean, I, I, I haven't even looked at his history. So now we have a kicker we don't trust with an offense that's going to have to go for it on fourth down a lot with no... I don't... It's going to hey, be an interesting week, boys. It's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Hey, everyone, We this whole thing leading up to this week, the whole two weeks we've had off, coaches, God damn it, coaches, pull it together, come up with the right play. Like, they need to really have a bulletproof plan for this week. It, Dude, like, I feel it's so bad for our I, coaches. This they're, is like they're, this could not shift have been number fifteen. They have a different playbook every single week of the season so far. <laughs> yeah, and it's two you know two week two days before they travel to go to the to to go to Atlanta. So it's like Jesus, get ready for some for some <laughs> aggressive play calls when we're you know at the fo- you know a forty yard kick could be made. Mm-hmm. We're probably going for it. So let's yeah, let's just pray to God, please for the love of God, Justin, please. Please be the Justin. Did Justin get better over the break? We never asked. It's no not one, even no on here. It, it, but the no news is good news. From, no news is good news for the Chargers for Justin, injury report. Yeah. So as far as we know, he's okay. Hopefully better than he was. Hopefully he didn't <laughs> re-aggravate his injury over the bye week. Don't, um, don't even say that. I don't even. Well, there's no well, water apparently water. There's it happens. No here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, apparently it happens. Just not with Justin. Not with Justin. Um, all right, well, looking at our opponent right now, Atlanta Falcons, uh, they are currently first in the NFC South with a 4-4 <laughs> record. a lot four about record. the NFC South. Yeah, 4-4, four four, first place. Yeah, that's that's the NFC South for you. Right now, they are 29th in passing yards, 5th in rushing yards, and 26th in total yards per game. It's Mariota, man. It's He doesn't really throw much. Um, he scrambles. He keeps plays alive, and... That's really what that is. So, mm-hmm. and they're um, getting their biggest threat back this week in Cordell Patterson, who's expected to play. Right. Yeah. That's only going to make that rushing attack look that much better. Yeah. It's yeah. If he, that's one of those weird ones. He's coming back from that knee injury. So, you know, I, I read an article on it. He said he feels like ninety percent, which probably means about eighty seventy. Um, so we'll see if he's on a pitch count or whatever. Either way, they have a lot of threats and they're going to run the ball. So that needs yeah. to be a part of the game plan for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see if these, you know, limit some of these bi- big runs. It can be like the seventh ranked, you know, r- running defense in the league. Let's. I want to see that. I want to yeah. see that happen. We would all love to see that. Um, well, if you would love to see some uh, content that we don't show here on 
the Charger Chat podcast, you can go on over to Patreon and check out some of the awesome videos that we've got going right now. We've got some more lined up uh, that we're going to be doing right after this podcast. You know folks. So if you want to see what we're doing, you can head on over to Patreon. Um, but if you don't feel like uh, going to Patreon, that is A-OK. We're not pushing Patreon. You can always go on over to ChargerChat.com. Check out all the cool stuff we've got over there. T-shirts, hoodies, zip-up and pullover zip hoodies. Ups, yep. uh, and stickers. You can chat it up with other Charger Chatteteers in our member section and ask questions and ask Bolt Fam. So go check out ChargerChat.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, gang. Well, let's go on to the next segment. It is Bolt Insight, and as Kevin has already said, it's Eric Smith, Charger senior writer. They sat down. They chatted. Let's see what they had to say. Let's do it. As soon as that clock starts, your ass mine. When I met Justin Herbert, man, that dude is big as hell. You know, the goal is to just keep it rolling. Come in hype because we have a lot of things to be excited about. All right, guys, we are back with another Bolt Insight, and we are super lucky to have Eric Smith, the Charger senior writer, with us. What is going on, Eric? Hey, how you doing, Kevin? Thanks for having me. Oh, pleasure's all ours. We're we're always excited to talk to people associated with the team, and you are right in the middle of it, doing all the stories, all the amazing work you do on the website. So uh, I want to kick this off. You know, we're just coming out of the bye week. We're about to play the, the Falcons. What, what do you think the bye week did for us? What do you think we gained from that week off? I know as a fan perspective, we're all just kind of like, God, we want football back. We didn't like the taste in our mouth, what just happened. But what do you think that week meant for the team? Yeah, I think the team needed a week off, uh, both mentally and physically. Um, you know, injuries have been a big part of the season so far. And just to get kind of a week or two or two weeks, honestly, to get people healed up a little bit. Um, but even for guys just to get away from the building for a few days, um, you know, go, going into that Seattle game, right? We were four and two. Um, you, you mentioned the bad taste. I think because we lost that game, the, the, the vibe around the team just hasn't been great from an outside perspective, right? And, sure. and I get it. You know, if we had been five and two, it'd be a, a totally different world, right? Like we'd be five and two with a week off. Everyone would be great. Like, you know, time to just relax, enjoy it. But given that we're four and three, um, I think it was good. Everyone needed to kind of just step away, take a breath, right? There's still 10 games to go. I, I think people don't, don't realize that, you yeah. know, like the season's not even halfway over. Um, we got a long way to go. Um, just be patient, breathe. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And, and I'm interested to know too, cause we, we live on the outside. We live on the peripheral of the team and we're, I think the mood around us is a little different, you know, from what you've seen when, when things start to go a little poorly, you know, from an outsider's perspective, what does that do for a team? Does that, I, I know some teams probably come together more and block all that out and it makes them stronger, more resilient. What do you think that it, what do you think the mood in the locker room is like for our team right now? Yeah, I think it's good. Um, you know, I think that the Chargers know they're going to have to to dig deep in these next 10 games. I think that's fair to say. And they know the first seven games have been really a roller coaster. You know, and that's kind of why I mentioned it was good to get away. 
I think people need to just kind of take a break from the chaotic seven games that we've had so far. Um, you know, I think I think the team overall is in a good mindset. You know, they've known um, they've known that it's been a struggle at times, and they know they have to be better for sure. But no one's given up. You know, um, in theory, they should hopefully right have have better injury luck in the, in the final half of the season, and then guys will come back. So, you know, hopefully Keenan returns to full health. You know, Mike's going to be out a while. But he'll be back at some point. Bosa will be back at some point. You know, Josh Kelly will be back. Hopkins will be back. Like, it's, it's almost like they kind of got to weather the storm a little bit in the next few weeks to be in position in December, you know, the first week of January, just to be in position for a playoff run. Yeah, so it's like these next couple weeks are are pretty huge. Like you said, like a lot of these guys, we're going to have this like crazy, like the reinforcements are coming at the end of the end of the year. Right. right now, it's like you said, you know, batting down the hatches. Let's let's squeak out some wins. And the fans that are like, you know, we, we're not blowing people out. Like, let's just get some wins right now with the way our roster is all banged up. Yeah, you know, and, you know, this is my seventh year in the NFL. And, and you know, and I've been a football fan forever. Of course, everyone wants to blow another team out, right? But like, that just doesn't happen. And I think that's what I, if I've learned anything working in the NFL for seven years, rarely do teams win by 14 or more points. Do we all want that? Sure. It just doesn't happen. Um, you know, and, and that's just what you have to kind of know going into a game, right? Even, even like the Jacksonville game, right? Like the Chargers lost at home by double digits, they lost by a lot. After that, what happened to Jacksonville? They lost, I think, five games in a row. Yeah. So, like, that's just—it's just a weird league. There's a lot of parity. Um, you just try to find a way week by week to get it done. And I think that's like what I've thought a lot about in the last few days, coming off the bye. Like, just focus on Atlanta, right? Find a way to get a win in Atlanta, and then we'll worry about the next team after that. Yeah. You can't look at it. Oh man, we got five games coming up, right? Let's try to win four. No, it's win in Atlanta, try to get the five and three, and then we'll see where we're at. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, in terms of, you know, what we were talking just a minute about ago was the, you know, scoring and putting up big numbers. And the reason we've been doing that last couple of years is Justin Herbert. And it seems like, it seems like there's, you know, the injury may be lingering. We're all speculating. That's all we can do from the outside. But, you know, in terms of like the wide receiver room and kind of the kind of the, the injuries we've had, what do you, how do you think this, the, the team kind of looks at what this wide receiver room is like elevating guys like Bandy and some of these guys that weren't really supposed to play this year. Do you, it seems like they have a lot of confidence in kind of the, these back end guys to step up and try and get on the same page with Justin real quick. Yeah, they do. They do have confidence, you know, like Bandy, right? Like a lot of people thought he should have, like fans, right? Thought he should have made the 53 coming out of camp. But there's a reason he was on the practice squad. And the reason that the Chargers kept him around, like he's a solid player. Um, the wide receiver room has been banged up, like probably more than any position. Um, and, and that includes quarterback. Cause like obviously losing Herbert, like we didn't lose him for any time, but he's certainly been battling through it. But if you look at it now, right, your number one and number two receivers probably aren't fully healthy right now. Keenan's trying to come back. Mike, like I said, is going to be out for a while. Your number three, Palmer, has a concussion. Your number five, Guyton, is out for the year. So, yeah, it's, it's like a mass unit right now for that group. Um, and But you have to kind of weather the storm. Uh, like I said earlier, you know, maybe and, and maybe that means winning games a different way because 
we all, and, and I'll say this too, as someone in my first year at the team, right? We saw, or I saw Justin Herbert throw that, you know, 90 yard pass to Jalen Guyton against the Giants. Yeah. And everyone says, oh my gosh, that needs to happen every game. Like, that's just, but it doesn't. It doesn't happen like that. And so if we need to win games 24 to 20 or like find a way to squeak them out right now, that's just what we kind of have to do given the injury. You know, you mentioned the reinforcements. Come December, other than Guyton, everyone should be back, yeah. right? By then, especially Mike, hopefully by that point. So, yeah, we, you know, and that we're not even talking about injuries to the O line, you know, later yeah. out. I think Jamari Sawyer played really well at left tackle. Um, Corey Lindsley's kind of been in and out of the lineup a little bit, but it seems like he's, you know, hopefully trending in the right direction. But even like Trey Pipkin, you know, he's been dealing with that brain MCL. He was fantastic before that happened. And you can tell that really affected him the last few weeks trying to battle through that. So he's a guy that we talk about needing some time off. Hopefully coming out of the bye in Atlanta, trade kind of what he was before he, he had that injury. Yeah. And and same thing with the defense, you know, the kind of losing JC is so monumentally huge for the defense. And people were kind of bummed because we didn't get to see him in all of his glory yet. Like he was just finally getting back up to speed. So, you know, what do you think the defense needs to do to kind of because it, it's going to be a team effort to get through these weeks without with some of these injuries. What do you think the defense needs to do to really help give this offense better opportunities and just kind of get us rolling? Yeah, they, they have to start not giving up explosive plays for touchdowns. I think I think I think anyone would say that if you're on the defense side of the ball, right? Um, they've given up four or five, you know, forty plus yard touchdown run, you know, Chubb in Cleveland and Houston, you know, the Jacksonville one, and then obviously the long one to Walker against Seattle. Like those quick scores just really hurt a team on, on both sides of the ball. Like, um, it's, just, it's really demoralized. So they got to limit the big plays. They've shown they can make like splashy plays too. Like you saw the Murray interception, like we've seen takeaways and, and good stretches of play. But they need to just be a little bit more consistent and not have those backbreaking plays that just are our killer. Yeah. Um, and you're right. It's going to be a team effort for sure. Like Bosa is out, right? He's going to be out for a while longer. We, we don't know the exact timeline, but. Um, from everything we've heard, he's he's progressing well. So getting him back will be monumental for sure. But his backup, Chris Rump, is out for a couple of weeks. So then you you sort of find a way. And that really negates kind of what the Chargers had in mind entering week one with Bosa and Khalil Mack. Like yeah. they played so well together. And we saw that in camp. And we saw that even against the Raiders, you know, and even against the Chiefs. You know, they, they played so well together. Not having Joey on the other side really hurts the defense, but kind of like what I said about the offense, just kind of find a way, find find somebody to get in there and play well. Because, um, you know, the, the NFL is such a, a parody league, but it's also an unforgiving league, too. Yeah. You know, Atlanta's not going to be like, oh, man, you're missing both of them. Well, let's, let's take it easy. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're in first place right now. They, they want to win. You got to suck it up and, and get it done. 
Yeah, well, we'll get you out of here on this one. The you know Falcons game's coming up. You know we're all we talked a little bit about it. This offense trying to see a little more, a little more from it. You think a week off, an extra little more time for for Justin to to kind of heal up a little bit from that that Chiefs injury, and you know we all the fans are kind of baffled because he's so good when he's rolling out and moving and running, and it just doesn't seem like they're seems like he's got like a they're not letting him do that right now. And I, I wonder if that's injury or what that is, but. Do you think we might see a little bit more of that Justin um, in these coming games? Yeah, you hope so, right? Like, it was pretty obvious when he got hurt that he wasn't as mobile um, as, we've used to, as we've been used to seeing him. I think that's improved a little bit. You've kind of seen him kind of maneuver in the pocket a little more. Like, you know, and he's taken off on some runs in the last couple of weeks. But that's good to see. Um, honestly, I think the biggest thing that could help Herbert you know, in the offense is the running game get, get, getting going. Sure. Um, out, Cause outside of Cleveland, that hasn't happened. And it's been like, it's been close. Like, I think it's not like it's a, it's like awful. Like I know the numbers aren't good, but from what I've sort of seen, like it's just like one or two guys, every play, like if, if, if all 11 guys, it's cliche, right. But if all 11 guys can do their job, the play should work. And if you have nine or 10 guys doing their job, and even if one guy may think of the assignment for a half second, it's not going to work. Yeah. I think we've seen too much of that in the first seven games, you know, outside of Cleveland. Um, Cause Seattle, you know, their run defense numbers weren't great, but they did a really good job stopping the run. I think that was more what the chargers were or, or weren't doing. Right. And that was just like, got to execute. And in the run game, they haven't executed, you know, consistently. Um, if they can do that, I think that can really help Justin and just kind of take pressure off him to try to win it all by himself. Yeah, for sure. And we're we're excited. We, bye weeks are the worst for Charger fans because we don't have our team to watch. So we're excited it's coming back. We we're really excited you were able to join us, Eric. Thank you so much for your time. And, uh, you know, we look forward to uh, talking to you again at some point. Yeah, happy to join anytime. Thank you. Appreciate it, Eric. Well, some fantastic points there by Eric, man. I mean, Eric, dude, thank you so much for coming yeah, on and chat you, with Kev. That was, was amazing. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, I, I think the biggest point that I that I took from that is like we got to find different ways to win. Yeah, like yeah. the game plan that we had going into the season with all the players that we had that were healthy can't be the same game plan that we have going into this next put, game. Put that like, in the safe. You can hold on right. to that until we get all our guys back. Right, until we, we get need a new game plan. At least some of our guys back. Like, yeah. you know, whatever the game plan was, having, you know, Mac and Bosa on both sides, obviously can't be the same thing anymore. Even when we put Chris Rumpf in, it wasn't, it's not the same thing. Yeah. So whatever the game plan is, it's just got to be a different way to win. And hopefully we see some of those adjustments. And you know, like, like I, I think that we've talked about, like Kyle's talked about in Coach's Corner, like if you have just one person like miss an assignment, it can ruin the entire defense or the entire offense, the entire play, whatever the situation might be. It just takes one person and it can start to crumble. So hopefully, like you said, this, this bye week was an opportunity for these guys to really tighten it up, get, get on the same game, whatever the new game plan is. Yeah. Hopefully everybody's aware of it and is yeah. able to execute it come uh, come Sunday. So, um, I, Eric, that was great, dude. Thank you so much for yeah, coming thanks, on. Eric. Thanks brother. Um, all right, well now let's move it on to the next segment. It is the bolt beat with Jason Reed. Let's see what bets we're going to be making big money. <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of the bolt beat. 
I'm Jason Reed, acting editor over at boltbeat.com. Follow us on Twitter at BB underscore Chargers or myself personally at Eat Your Reedies. Week nine, coming off a of bye week. Haven't talked here on the podcast in a week. Uh, did a little traveling with the bye week. You know, had some time off, didn't have to, could prepare some content early in the week, take some time off for later in the week, didn't have a Chargers game to cover. So there was no bolt beat last week, but we're back and we're feeling kind of sad. I mean, the bye week uh, kind of took away some of that pain, you know, from, from week seven, from the Seahawks loss. I didn't have to talk about it right away after the Charger check guys did a great job recapping that loss and everything. We're all still feeling the same emotions, especially after the trade deadline. So I think I just want to start there, touch on that a little bit. Obviously, the Chargers didn't make a trade. They did nothing, even though the the bye week lined up with the trade deadline. They had plenty of needs where they could have addressed it with a trade. And there were some interesting targets that were talked about that ultimately weren't traded at all. Now, you know, there was the clip from Brandon Staley. Daniel Popper asked him, you know, what his message would be to the fan base. And his message was pretty much, hey, the trade deadline's overblown. Trades don't happen a lot. You know, got to keep the future in mind, which... All of that makes sense, and it's kind of the reason why we shouldn't be totally shocked a trade didn't happen. Now, I'm not defending this, um, but you know they have they're already in the red a lot with the salary cap next year with all the the guaranteed money they have, and they kind of really need those draft picks next year um, to play a valuable role in the team. I get that, but at the same time, like there were cheap options available, and there's fifth and sixth round picks you can trade, and we don't really trust the GM or the coaching staff to pick someone that could have an impact next year anyway. So if the conversation is, Hey, we need this fifth round pick so we can have someone who could play next year. Well, you only have like two guys, maybe three from this previous draft who are actually having an impact outside of Zion Johnson, the first round. I mean, you have just Taylor special teams, impact Dean Leonard, special teams, impact Otito Ogbana, who was playing and then stopped playing. Isaiah Spiller hasn't played. So like you've, you've shown that you can't draft guys who have year one impacts as is. I mean, look at Trey McKitty. He has he isn't doing much. Whatever, it is what it is. So I, I feel like that excuse doesn't make a lot of sense. And you know, it, it just all depends. We don't know what teams were asking for. You know, was the asking price for Marquez Callaway too high for Kendrick Bourne too high? You know, maybe it was out of their reach, but it is still a little disappointing that something didn't happen, especially at receiver with Keenan Allen suffering a setback in the bye week, which personally I think is just Allen kind of saving face for the team. Kind of feels like they rushed him in week seven and he wasn't ready and they're just trying to spin it. That's how it feels to me, but it is what it is. Um, to not get some help in a year where you're all in and then to point out the guys you're getting back in a few weeks, I just feel like that's irresponsible. I mean, we're entering what I think is the most important stretch of the entire season. We have Atlanta this week. We have San Francisco the following week and we have the Chiefs. With how the 49ers are built, based on how their offense operates and how they are defensively. I'm sorry, guys. I'll talk about it more next week. Hopefully this week changes my mind, but I think the Chargers are going to get smacked. Um, I'm not going to use the uh, the word I used for the Raiders in week one that the guys loved on um, the Chargers chat pod, but you know, it's just it's not a good matchup for the Chargers. And then the Chiefs are obviously always a tough game. Yeah, we can predict the Chargers to win, but you know, the Chiefs are a very hard team to beat. So like there is a not unrealistic world in which the Chargers lose next week and they lose the following week. Now, they can't lose this game against the Falcons because if they do, then we're looking at, what, four and six? You know, that's a tough hole to dig out of. And yeah, we might get these guys back, but what if the Chargers are four and seven, five and seven, whatever it is by the time Mike Williams, Joey Bosa, all these guys come back? It's not going to matter. You have to be nine and eight to make the playoffs in the AFC, and that might not even be enough. We saw that last year. So you're entering the stretch where you need, absolutely need to win one of the next three so you could at least be five and five. And it would be fantastic if you won two of the next three. 
and they just didn't address any of the needs. And it's really hard to win these games when you didn't address those needs. Now, speaking of the wide receiver depth, you know, I had a little thread on Twitter following me at Ichirides, um, just kind of breaking down the why, why the Chargers might not have great depth. You know, heading into the year, we as fans, we tend to overrate the team and overrate certain areas of the roster. And I think the back end wide receiver depth was part of it. We probably overrated Josh Palmer a little bit heading into year two. We overrated Jalen Guyton, who is fine in his role, but like is kind of, you know, singular in what he does. And yeah, he got hurt. So he's not even part of this depth issue. But um, and then DeAndre Carter, I think we overrated a little bit as well. But, you know, there's been a hundred. So this thread, there's been 160 wide receivers drafted since 2018. The Chargers have drafted four receivers in that span. And this is since they picked Mike Williams in 2017. Josh Palmer, who ranks 60th in yards per game out of those 160. KJ Hill, who is ranked 117th out of 160. And Joe Reed and Dylan Cantrell, who ranked dead last at zero yards per game. In those four receivers, they've drafted two practice or two guys who aren't even on the team anymore. A practice squad, squad guy and Joe Reed and Josh Palmer. Um, they are one of just four teams to not draft a receiver in the first four first two rounds in those four years. The other three, the Bills, who traded a first for Stephon Diggs, the Browns, who were desolate at wide receiver before they traded for Amari Cooper this year, and even still aren't great at receiver. Um, if they suffer, if their wide receiver two and three gets injured or Cooper gets injured, they're just as screwed as the Chargers. And the Bucks, who have made free agent moves, who have signed Julio Jones, who have signed um, Antonio Brown in previous years, you know, last year uh, before he's a head case, um, traded for Gronk, you know, like made moves to add depth. You know, even when some people looked at like tight end, we're like, they don't need depth. What are they doing? They added depth. Leonard Fournette, another guy who was released by the Jaguars and everyone was kind of down on the Bucks took the chance. They signed him and now he's their featured back, like made these savvy low risk, high reward signings that the Chargers simply haven't made. They haven't signed the the Julio Joneses, the Odell Beckhams, the whoever it might be. You know, it just they don't do that for whatever reason. And it, it kind of shows up. Um, they're also one of just four teams to only draft one receiver in the top four rounds and since 2018. Once again, joining the Bills and the Bucks, also joining the Minnesota Vikings, who already had Adam Thielen and so happened to dress draft the best receiver of the last five years in Justin Jefferson. So that makes it a little bit easier for them. Um, and the free agent additions, you know, another part of this thread, they've only signed, they brought in Andre Roberts and they brought in DeAndre Carter, two special teams focused guys. They have not brought in a, a offensive focused wide receiver free agent since 2018. It, it's been a long time since then. I can't even Dontrell Inman maybe was the last one that Telesco was brought in. Like he just doesn't spend at wide receiver in free agency, which is fine. Like you spent big on Keenan and Mike Williams. I'm not going to sit here and say they should have spent 10 million on this guy, 10 million on that guy, but it's these low risk, high reward veterans that can help weather the storm in, in, in a time like this, that they simply don't do um, all this to say, you know, they put very little resources into wide receiver depth. And that's kind of why we're dealing with the issues we're dealing with. Now, any team is going to crumble when your wide receiver one through five is injured, but you know, they've had chances to at least, have options they didn't draft a single receiver in the 2022 nfl draft which was just absurd there should have been at least one especially considering half of the draft class isn't even playing how nice would it be to have bo melton out there you know what i mean to at least see what he's got how nice would it be if they freaking gave joe reed a chance you know the guy they drafted in the fifth round two years ago who has very similar numbers um in terms of like combine athletic numbers to corderell patterson who brandon staley you know, praised immensely in, in the media, you know, on Wednesday 
Why not give him a chance? Give him a chance at receiver. He could play in the slot. He could play outside. You even have him as a, as a running back depth option. If Sony Michelle keeps, you know, playing poorly or someone gets hurt on game day, you have Joe Reed's versatility to go in the backfield and take some handoffs. Like, I, I just don't understand why Joe Reed hasn't gotten a chance, but that's neither here nor there, you know, um, Whatever. It is what it is. As far as this Falcons game is concerned, the prop bets aren't up yet. You know, I waited as long as I physically could wait to submit this, you know, segment and the prop bets still aren't up on FanDuel. That is they there's some other books are, but I try to keep it consistent either with FanDuel or DraftKings. Um, But I I still have some picks for you um, because there's some picks I'm pretty confident in no matter what the line is. First of all, the spread and the over under chargers are three point favorites on the road against the Falcons and the over under is at 49 and a half. Now, personally, I wouldn't take that three point line either way. Um, this game is just dying to be a field goal game. Um, I just, that's how it feels it's going to be. So what I would do personally is I would take, and this is probably what I am going to do with my own money. I think I'm going to take a little bit of an alternate line and take Falcons plus three and a half. Yeah. Boo Jason, you know, picking the, the other team, but with the injuries at receiver for the chargers and with the Falcons getting quarter Patterson back, who's averaging 5.9 yards per carry this season. I just don't see this not being a close game, not coming down to the wire. I mean, look at every Chargers game. They either lose or it's a close game. Like, it's sad, but that's the reality. So I would take the extra juice. I would take an alternate line of Falcons plus three and a half, minus 130. I think Chargers win by a field goal. Um, I think it's going to be one of those things where we're up like 10, 11. Falcons score to bring it to three late in the game. And then, you know, the Chargers get the, so the Chargers will like have control. Chargers will get the ball back. You know, Falcons will do like an onside kick with a minute left. Chargers get the ball back. They win. I think it's going to be one of those backdoor covers. Um, I would also take the over 49 and a half. You have two of the worst defenses in the league. Chargers are uh, bottom five points allowed per game. Um, Falcons are down there as well. Bottom three, I believe. So um, just two defenses that aren't great, you know, so 49 and a half is a lot. That's the second highest line of the week, but I still would take the over. Um, I'm feeling like a 27-24 game, a 30-27 game, a 31-28 game, something like that where it's going to hit the over. It's going to be 50 combined points or more, and then the Falcons will bring it to a field goal at the end. If you combine those two on a parlay, if you wanted to get real frisky, you get plus. I have it on my computer here. I believe it's like plus 210 odds is what it is, minus 130 and minus 110. As far as props, two picks. Last week, I went three and one on the props. I would just ride the Austin Eckler's receiving yards prop until it's over. We don't have a line yet. And I said, just whatever it is, just bet it. Or I think I had him at 50 plus. He ended up with like almost a hundred with these receivers being out. And with Justin Herbert, you know, still being banged up. He's going to go to his check down a lot. He's going to go to Eckler a lot. I see Eckler, you know, if the line's in the fifties, take the over. I feel like he's going to finish with 55 to 75 receiving yards a game. Um, you know, especially as these receivers hurt for the time being. So whatever Eckler's receiving yard total is, take the over. If you can get it like 50 plus yards and it's like minus 110, take that. I feel like it's a pretty safe bet. And I actually would also take Josh Palmer anytime touchdown score. Palmer hasn't been great this year, but he's kind of the only guy. It looks like AJ Terrell might not play. Um, This kind of has to be a breakout game for Palmer. So I think he will find the end zone. I think they're going to scheme some stuff up for him. He'll hit him on an, an out route or something like that. And Palmer will find the end zone. I believe DraftKings had him at plus 130 anytime touchdown score when I looked. So that's what I would take. I would take Palmer anytime touchdown score. I would put more on Eckler's uh, receiving yards total. And then I would take Falcons plus three and a half alternate line with the over. Um, You could even get a little spicy and do like Chargers money line in the over if you want to do it that way. I personally feel more comfortable doing plus three and a half. You know, just because Chargers always play close and it hedges my happiness a little bit. Um, That's what I would take for this game. Hopefully the Chargers get a dub. They'll be five and three, and then we're in a much different spot than if they're four and four entering two of the worst matchups of the year. So um, 
Hopefully we have a much more positive mindset next week on the Bolt Beat. Back at the Charger guys. All right. Well, there you go. Jason coming in with the uh, the spicy information. Hot, 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 yeah, hot. hot. It was, uh, I mean, not not unwarranted by any stretch. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the bets, I think, are really the thing to lean into as far as, like, what could possibly happen here. Yeah, Palmer, um, you know, as long as... As long as he he's the, he's going to be the best receiver on the field if he's playing. Like yeah. he's our I think, number. One. I think Gerald Everett has to be the guy. Like he was so big for a couple of weeks, and then he's just disappeared the last right. couple of weeks. Yeah, right. we have to get back to getting that guy the ball short over the middle stuff. That mm-hmm. way you can bring some of this stuff in, and then you can hit the big things on the outside, make them be accountable on the inside. Their passing defense is bad. Yeah, like they are bad, bad. Right. Like down towards bottom of the league in pass defense. Um, even though we have 29. backup guys, yeah, we have backup guys. We got, we still got to attack them. Um, and I think Gerald Everett has to be the guy that starts the thing off. Josh Palmer, obviously, like he, like he said, having the touchdown, he's got to be involved. Um, so those are the two guys I think. I think Gerald Everett and Josh Palmer need to have some games for us. Right. Yeah, and Eckler will be absolutely a threat. I mean, he's, yeah, he's always a favorite target same. for just never touch the ball. Uh, honestly, I think the biggest thing going into this game is that the offensive line at the very least, has to be on their A game for this to for us to even have a, a chance because it's like football, it's football. But I mean, we've talked about Justin Herbert, you know, trying to take some some shots, and if the if the line's not helping them or doing them any favors, it makes it that much more difficult for Justin Herbert, even if he's got a scramble. You know, we've seen him scramble before, but not with ribs that are fractured. So um, cartilage, like, cartilage, excuse me, cartilage, <laughs> cartilage. Fractured. So either way. Uh, Got to hope for a good game there, Jason. Yeah, and th- and the offensive line like you were talking about, like we just need that to have a really clean game. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Just if they can have a really clean game and give him time, I think we'll see the Justin we are used to seeing, especially against this this secondary that the Falcons have because they're going to run the ball. Um, and we need, we also need to run the ball. I just right. I hope I really we need to have time of possession in this game. If we don't yeah, have time of possession, this is going to be a trouble. This is going to be trouble. And we need to get out. We need to not play the way we've played the last three games where we get down, you know, yeah. two scores yeah. in, in the, the first, first quarter. In the first yeah. quarter. Yeah. So if we come out and we look decent in the first quarter and we're holding them to punts or only field goals, like that's good, that's a good start. And I think we'll get cooking from there because the playbook will be different. We won't be playing from behind, which we haven't done very well the last couple weeks. Um, and then we'll we'll see what happens. There you go. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Charge Chat. But before we go, we've got to make some bolt predictions. So what are we? I know it's after the bye week and uh, the injury report is what it is. So what what are we thinking here, fellas? We'll start with you, Kyle. I'll go first. I'm going to take the Chargers 20 to 17. I think it will be a close game. They're going to run the clock out. I don't think it's going to be a ton of possession. So um, I'm saying Chargers 2017. Um, and yeah, Palmer gets in the end zone. I'm I'm aligning with the bet projections, but there you go. You got to get Palmer in the end zone. I think we we won 2017. I like it. Yeah, I got a close it's probably the closest one I've called all this year. I think it's gonna be a really close game, and I think it'll be something at the end, like a field goal from our from our dicker, the kicker that's gonna Ooh, bring us kicker. out over the top. I think nice. 24, 23 chargers. Um, it's going to be a nail biter and we're all going to be stressed out of our minds, but then we're going to walk out of this feeling like we've won five games and that's going to be all that matters. I like it. Um, I'm going to say, uh, 24, 20, 
for the Chargers. And my bold prediction is we uh, hold the Falcons to zero scores in the first quarter. So that okay. was, that's a bold, I like bold that. prediction. I like, I'm just trying to keep it bold here. So, um, all right. Well, there you go, folks. Bold predictions in the books. And this episode is in the books. I think that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Uh, don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.